0: should remind us that we all need to develop in our lives an attitude of gratitude. Such an attitude really works wonders for people. It is hard to be depressed, moody, down, if you have such an attitude of thanksgiving. Every morning when you get up, Instead of fretting and complaining, instead of picking up the morning newspaper to see how terrible the world is, just go and look out the window at the rising sun. Take a deep breath and say, or rather pray, pray with the psalmist, this is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. A person who has such an attitude of gratitude is a person who looks forward to each day with hope and with confidence. A.J. Cronin, a wonderful physician, one whose writings have been a blessing to mankind, said once, Nothing brightens life, our own and others, as much as the spirit of thanksgiving. Dr. Cronin tells about a a doctor in Wales who prescribed to certain types of mentally disturbed people what he called a thank you cure. Uh, When a patient came to him discouraged, pessimistic, full of his own troubles, but without physical symptoms of a serious ailment, he would say to this patient giving him this advice, quote, for six weeks I want you to say thank you whenever anybody does a favor for you. And to show you mean it, emphasize the words with a big smile on your face. Well, six weeks later, more often than not, the patient would return with quite a new attitude, freed from his sense of grievance against life and convinced that people were kind and more friendly. So an attitude of gratitude does more than just say thanks. It changes a person's whole outlook on life. I share with you a few examples. When told that she had cancer, one woman prayed, we're thankful Lord that we discovered this malignancy at an early stage. We're thankful that we live in a country where the finest and the best medical help in the world is available. And we're we're thankful that we're living in a day when tremendously great advances are being made daily in cancer treatment and research. There are millions of cancer survivors today. We're thankful that we're surrounded by a vast number of friends who can encourage us. A husband, thank you, God, for him. Christian friends, relatives, neighbors, thank you, God, for them. Best of all, we thank you for the gifts of our beautiful faith. We don't know what the future holds, but we do know who holds the future. You hold it, Lord, and nothing, nothing can ever separate us from your love. What a beautiful attitude of gratitude based on faith. There's a rather humorous story about a circuit-riding minister who held services one Sunday for a notoriously tight-fisted congregation. And after giving an eloquent sermon on the importance of giving, the minister took off his wide-brim hat and passed it around because they didn't have trays, for the usual collection. The hat came back empty to to make sure the poor minister turned the hat upside down and even shook it, but nothing came out. Resignedly, he raised his hands to heaven for the Thanksgiving prayer while the congregation wondered what he was going to give thanks for. Father in heaven, prayed the minister, I thank thee for getting my hat back. You can't say he didn't have an attitude of gratitude. Saint Paul thanked God for his thorn in the flesh, a chronic ailment that troubled him constantly. He discovered that in his own words God's power is made perfect in weakness and as long as he was weak he kept clinging to his source of power in Christ. Thus it was that he thanked God for the strength that he found in his weakness. He had a wonderful attitude of gratitude based again on, on his faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Solzhenitsyn, you may remember, thanked God for the many years that he spent in the gulag, in the Soviet concentration camps. Why? Why? Because it was in prison that he discovered true freedom. It was in prison in the gulag that he found God. So bless you prison for having been in my life, he writes. Bless you prison for having been in my life. Now where does this attitude of gratitude come from? Ultimately our attitude of gratitude does not depend on changing fortunes but rather on our faith in an unchanging God. A God who is not in some faraway heaven sitting on a throne, a God who is with us constantly in every single tribulation of life. A God who was with us in every fiery furnace experience of life, as he was with the three young men in the Old Testament when they were thrown into that fiery furnace. A God who shares our troubles and stands ready to turn them into ultimate victory. A God who says, come to me, all you who labor, And are heavy laden and I will give you rest. A God who receives every penitent sinner as he received the thief on the cross, today you will be with me in paradise. A God who has overcome evil for us. In the world you have tribulation, said Jesus, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. A God who went down into the tomb and came back to prove that he is master of life and death. A God who, St. Paul says, supplies all of our needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. A God who is Father above, the Son standing beside us, and the Holy Spirit living inside us. A God who blessed us, chose us, adopted us, redeemed us, forgave us, remembered us in his will, and sealed us with the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is in our faith, in this risen Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that our attitude of thanksgiving is based. The liturgy, as you know, is called the Eucharist and the eucharist is a beautiful greek word that means thank you thanksgiving from the greek word of now it is called so because the liturgy is basically a thank you that we offer to god as priests of his creation now this is realized in the liturgy in what we call the anaphora it's a place where we offer up prayers for all that God has done for us. And there's a beautiful prayer, perhaps the most beautiful Thanksgiving prayer ever written because it's so all-encompassing for us Christians. And it's on page 36 of the liturgy, and we're, we pray it every Sunday. And it goes like this. Our first thanks are for, uh, are for his having brought us, this prayer says, from non-being into being. We were nothing yet he brought us into being. And then we thank him because when we had fallen away he raised us up again and endowed us with his kingdom which is to come. And thanksgiving is then addressed to the Holy Trinity for all things that we know and do not know, whether manifest or unseen, that God has done for us. And especially we offer thanks, the prayer says, for this liturgy which he has deigned to accept at our hands, though there stand by him thousands of archangels singing the triumphant hymn, shouting, proclaiming, and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy. And then the whole congregation joins in the prayer, singing with the choir, Holy, 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 Holy Lord God of Savaoth. And thus joining in the singing of the heavenly choirs, the congregation acknowledges the sanctity and the holiness of God, who so loved the world, that means each one of us, that he gave his only begotten Son, so that we who believe in him might not perish, but have eternal life. I'd like to, to conclude with the story of a person who was listening once as a group of theologians were discussing the various mysteries of the church. As he listened, he butted in at a point and said, you know, I've heard all of these mysteries that you're discussing, but for me, the real great mystery is none of what you have been talking about. For me the greatest mystery is simply why has God been so good to me? What have I done to deserve God's suffering and death on the cross for me? Why is he so eager that I speak to him in prayer? And why does he stand outside the door of my soul knocking, seeking to come in to have dinner with me and why does he want me to spend eternity with him in heaven beholding and sharing his glory why that for me is the greatest mystery and that's why he said I hope to learn what God expects of me in return is not this the fountain spring of all true, genuine thanksgiving. Let us pray. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all our iniquities, who heals our diseases, who bore our sins in his own body, who rose from the dead to abolish our death, who daily crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercy who goes on daily loading us with gifts beyond our deserving. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Bless him forevermore. Amen.